0: Welcome back to Wine Not, a podcast by SA Winos for our monthly wine club members. In this episode, we are drinking Rhino Run Organic Wines Sauvignon Blanc. And to tell us a little more about this crisp white wine, I'd like to welcome my co-host Francois. Francois, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Brian. Uh, so, really
1: excited with this, this Sauvignon Blanc, to be honest. it's um, Sauvignon Blanc is kind of a South African staple right? So it's it's one of those grapes that um, every South African, outside of Chenin, obviously we covered the Chenin Blanc, which is also in this range. Uh, Chenin is what we drink when we're not having any food. Um, it's a, it, I guess we've referred to it in the past in our friends group, it's like a lawn mowing wine, right? Like, just got back inside from mowing the lawn, a nice cold glass of Chenin Blanc is like, some people prefer that over a cold glass of beer. Um, this Sauve Blanc's a little bit more complex. Um, you're gonna get a little bit, bit more of a flavor profile on the white wine side um <clears throat> from, from the Sauve Blanc. But more importantly, it's it's a very distinct style. So South African Sauve Blanc has its own flavor profile. Um, it doesn't try to copy any other region, it doesn't try to copy what you might find in, say, like a a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc or an Australian or even a California Sauve Blanc, right? So while, while Blanc is predominantly, you know, it's one of the most predominant varietals in white wine globally, we in South Africa do try to kind of air towards more of a, I guess we'll call it kind of like a green pepper flavor, maybe even a jalapeno flavor profile versus that citrusy stuff that you get from um you know the the pacific islands new zealand australia uh california you know that 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 region so the way that we do that is really through the yeast that is pitched um while you're fermenting right so Sauve blanc in and of itself can kind of distinctly have two different flavor profiles uh, when you pitch yeast into it, it's either going to air towards that citrusy side or that peppery side. And one of the funnier things and, and kind of the more, shall we say, deeper factoids about Sauve Blanc is both of the yeast, uh, I guess, what, what, yeast genetics, Brian, is that kind of what you call it?
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, ye- so yeast profiles or characteristics.
1: Yeah. Both of the yeast profiles that are currently pitched were both they were both invented at Stellenbosch University in South Africa um, right outside of Cape Town and when they started doing panel taste testing they kind of found that South Africans preferred this green pepper flavor profile that 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 specific strain of yeast would bring out and the other yeast was still perfectly good made really good white wine but it was more on that citrusy really airing more towards that grapefruit you know kind of green apple flavor profile so They ended up exporting that yeast and it still, you know, originates from South Africa, that specific strain, but it's not used much in South African wines. And and you'll find with this one right on the nose, once you smell it, you just smell green bell pepper, right? Like you don't even have to taste it. You know, that's a South African Sauvignon Blanc. And that's one of the most distinct flavor profiles of our Sauvignon Blanc is on the nose. Green bell pepper is just it hits you and then when you taste it it can kind of be subdued it can but but that green bell pepper is always there
0: i want to make a correction at the beginning of this cast i said this crisp white wine and there this white wine is in fact white but crisp it is not um <laughs> It kind of I, I went into default mode right there. I saw soft blanc and I was like, "Boop, bop, doop." It's gonna be like New Zealand, and here we go. And then I tasted it as Francois was leading us in, and I wanted to stop the podcast and restart. But I figure <laughs> it's best to show my cor- you know correction, my 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 uh, change of heart here. What I will say is, I do get more juicy flavors out of this uh, Mm -hmm. when I taste it. Um, But the juice is like a savory juice, if that makes sense. It's not like citrus tart. It's like uh, almost like uh, there's some fruit smoothies here in the States that are like uh, peach, yogurt, and like carrot I don't know, they're like breakfast smoothies, so sure. they have some of those like root vegetable uh, mixed in uh, with like yeah. You get,
1: I, I believe we call that vegetal matter, uh, but
0: you it's get... but that goes back to that what you pick up with the green bell pepper as well. Like it, it's green vegetable. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it's more of like I said, like a savory juice. I don't know how else to it's, describe it. It is very very unique.
1: Yeah, it's savory, and and I think as long as you understand that Sauve Blanc. The the flavor profile that you taste is yeast. It's not the grape. Right. So the grape the grape has some of the characteristics, obviously, otherwise you wouldn't be able to extract, you know, this flavor from it. But if you were to grab a, you know, a soft blanc grape from from the vine and just bite into it, it's not going to taste in New Zealand like you just ate, you know, grapefruit slash, et cetera, et et cetera. It's going to taste like a Sauve Blanc grape that you taste in South Africa. And then these flavors get accentuated through the pitching of the yeast and the various yeast strains. So with that being said, we're talking about flavors. Why don't we talk about what our co-hosts are tasting? And tonight, we're once again joined by my wife, Christina, and your wife, Avery. So I think let's kick it off with with Avery and see what she's tasting in, in the wine tonight.
2: I was going to say, I also, it smells very juicy to me. When I take a sip, I expect it to be um, almost like citrusy and acidic, just from what I know of Sauvignon Blancs. And then it just gets like really soft. As soon as you drink it, it just mellows. Um, I definitely do taste that green bell peppery taste. But again, it's not, it's not overwhelming. It's just very soft. This is a good Summer sitting by the pool, sip all day wine. It's fantastic.
1: Yep. Yeah, I, I think uh, honestly, on our side, I could have had this a little bit colder, but I agree. Like it, if you get this nice and cold in the summer, this will drink. To to Brian's point earlier, it'll be a crisp white wine. Um, it's not. It's not as crisp as say a Pinot Grigio or a Chenin Blanc. It's not ever going to be that. But if if you're a person who likes a little bit more
0: body, but still crispness, this is perfect. Okay, Christina, what did you uh, pick up in this wine?
2: Hey there. So I agree with Avery. This is a drink all day kind of wine. Um, I also agree that there is a little hint of green pepper. I'm not getting a whole lot of it. Um, I mostly I appreciate um, kind of the creaminess almost like ribbony taste of the wine. Um, I I do think it's kind of what Brian was saying. It's analogous to, um, you know, you, you wake up in the morning and you have a little yogurt with certain berries or whatever fruits in there. And it's cut by that dairy taste. That's kind of what I think about this this wine. It's like that sweet, creamy dairy on a nice little um green pepper pepper and there's a lot i think there's a lot of fruits in here um uh, like apples and pears um kind of cutting cutting in there too so i really enjoy this swine, um drink all day i like i like how she said it and uh and i will keep keep doing that all night
0: francilla well, uh, i want to read this the just the description on the back label I have never heard uh, a wine or any beverage described, uh, like, with one specific ingredient. Uh, but floral blossoms characterize the aromas of this wine. Expect notes of orange blossom and geranium on the nose. Never heard geranium used, but I totally get it. in in what mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Followed by a crisp palate reminiscent of white peach. Christina, there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. And tropical fruits. Uh, enjoy chilled with, and here's my favorite, are the food pairings on here. Tell me these don't make your mouth water. Just thinking about eating these foods with this wine. Uh, enjoy chilled with seared tuna, chicken, smoked salmon, creamy pasta dishes, seafood risotto, and oysters. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. on, seafood risotto. Yeah, that sounds nice. Seafood delicious. risotto in this makes it. That's that savory kick that I want.
1: Yeah, for the win. That. Mm. Oh yeah, that would be delicious.
0: Man. Um, I, yeah. So that, I I think this is this would be my food wine uh, pit, uh food oh, yeah. like white wine pick for the night because this is great.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it. it yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give. Uh, I will definitely say it is fruitier than most Saint Blancs from South Africa. I think on the nose, which is what we we were describing earlier, the green bell pepper is very forward. Um, on the nose but it is muted by by the wine itself it's a very it's a very distinct soft block but i quite enjoy that okay yeah so just a couple of facts that i don't think we covered earlier um since we do have a nice fact sheet that comes with this wine as well you'll you'll get that in the um in the shipment this month uh so tons per hectare 11 tons per hectare that's it's actually pretty medium sized uh for a white wine um it's not overproduced, so, you know, you, you still have that organic winemaking process going on here, so you can't really, uh, you know, bunch the the vines too close together. You'll get a lot of additional fungus and whatnot issues. Uh, vines are 10 years old, so I think, I think you can pretty much, you can taste the maturity in this. It has a lot of depth. Um, I think maybe some of that creaminess, some of that, you know, in-depth flavor uh, probably comes from the age of the vines as well. Um, And then one of the things that we haven't covered about the Van Leeuwen estate that is very unique for the South African estates, kind of cutting edge actually, uh, we do have a couple other estates that do this, but it is pretty cutting edge. They uh, drip irrigate all the way down to the vine. So they have uh, moisture sensors by each vine to make sure that they get ideal moisture for grape production for their specific area. Uh, which is really cool. So um, one of the craziest you know systems that I
0: think you can really install
1: in a vineyard and they're doing it. so that's it's pretty awesome.
0: I mean that's uh, that's we've talked about that in our last season where we covered Rhino Run wines. the care that you can really put into ta- you know to, to cultivating very specialized or like really nice varietals of grapes uh, in these you know in an organic fashion, it's really impressive that Rhino Runs is able to do what to do this with their with their wines, and I mean, have y- they've been hitting them out of the park every time too. Yeah. So, no, great
1: great wine. Um, I think for a Sauv Blanc, again, this is going to be one of the unique ones that you're going to taste. Uh, it does have the ma- uh, kind of potential to be matured for a couple of years, so you don't have to drink. You know, if you want to get a case of it, you can save six bottles for you know, a year or two from now, it, it's one of the unique aspects of like we covered on the last season, South African whites is you don't, you don't have to drink them year of, uh, they can very well, um, you know, age a little bit and not have anything wrong with them. So definitely don't be scared uh, to keep a couple of these whites back if if you're so inclined. Um, and with all that being said, if if you know, if you're interested in any of these wines, or if you've enjoyed today's episode, feel free to join our wine club at sawinos.com. Uh, you'll be able to join either for <coughs> a monthly membership, three, six, twelve bottles, uh, semi-monthly or quarterly for the same amounts. Um, we are always shipping. So when whenever you order, we'll ship out the next month's uh, release for you uh, as soon as that becomes available. Um, and then you'll be able to listen to this podcast and follow
0: along with us. Uh, Brian, any last parting words on your end? No, uh, loving loving our run through Rhino Run wines. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just trying to no, get for that sure. trying to get that tagline in. Uh, exactly, <laughs> Frank. Uh, do you guys have a physical location where someone could come in and either do some tastings of these wines or pick up bottles uh, there, like in a physical location? Oh
1: yeah, no, for sure. So anybody can join us in the South Austin location. We're open one to five Saturdays and Sundays. Um, follow us on Instagram. Sometimes we do have some private events going on, so we close a little early, uh, open a little late. Uh, so just be sure you follow on that. We, we normally announce that on the Friday and Saturday ahead of time. So um, no need to you know get on out there if we're not open, but normal hours, Saturday, Sunday, one to five. Um, do be sure to join us. And uh, with that, get ready for our final tasting on this next episode. We hope you've enjoyed the season so far. Um, And in that final tasting, we'll be tasting a red blend. And it's the first blend that we've tasted in this series. So we do look forward to it and we'll see you on the next one.